Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Because you kind of set the intention, Mama Sita. Yes, I 180% agree. <laughs> she said 180% brains. We are here on the edge where the conversation is pointed in your face, right? Your the responses never dull. Yes, right. are always sharp. Oh, yes. I tricked you up. I said a little different today. How about that? I just want to see if he's paying attention. And see, you ain't paying to get up in here, but you better pay attention because we have a woman that knows the strategies when it comes to human resources, when it comes to coaching. She started her own not-for-profit organization. I'm going to get on her about that because non-profit does not mean no money. And she has a great business plan. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, leaders. What does it look like to be a leader? That's what I'm looking for. Influencers and impactors. I don't need busy people. You know, uh, meeting on the meeting to see what we're meeting about. <laughs> Nonsense. She's going to clear all that up, coloring all the white spaces. Let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Marla? Hello, April. Thank you so much. I'm just super excited. I am. I'm happy. You know, that's how I'm doing. I'm happy. I'm ready. I'm invigorated. I'm ready to go. You know, so many people don't know what happiness is. It's like a cocaine high. It's they yeah. keep chasing it. What's the next thing that's going to satisfy me? Is it ice cream? Is it a new car? Is it a new man? You know, some new shoes. What is this that's going to be enticing me? How do you stay focused in the moment and just, you know, just just try to stay neutralized? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, a popular question I'm asked all the time, and even on interviews, I'm asked, Marla, how do you do it all? So I have coined my, I've given my name, myself, this name, the work-life harmonizer. Oh, I wow. literally had to figure out how to harmonize, not balance, how to harmonize mm. into work and life. Because if you balance, it's something that always be off, right? So you can't balance. So, so I teach women to do that in my coaching practice. And so with that being said, I had to figure out how to do it. I'm still right. doing. I'm right. not, I'm, I'm a work in progress. Right. So to answer that question is I find, I take all areas of my life personal, physical, spiritual, emotional, career. I take them all and make sure I try to align them to what I want. Does it always go the way I want it to go? Of course not. I mean- Well, you know, alignment is easy, but girl, some just, you know, folks do that and they they offset their circadian rhythm. That's Mm -hmm. one thing women, I'm gonna tell you, if you get your sleep, okay. (laughs) If you get you at least six hours of good sleep. Yes. No. And put your CPAP machine on. <laughs> Not the CPAP machine. Go <laughs> to CPAP, all right? <laughs> put that on and try to give yourself three healthy meals a day. Yeah. Your life will change. But all of this, having all the balls in the air, yeah. everybody's not equipped to do that. No, and not. my husband always says to me, he says, baby, you know, that word uh, to multitask is really an oxymoron. He said, you are being distracted. You're not able to give full attention to each item. How do you prioritize? Right. So, so let's talk about that for a second. The brain cannot mentally, you know, scientifically, the brain cannot multitask. 
Mm-hmm. So many people don't believe that, but just, just Google it, look it up. The brain cannot multitask. So the brain can only function and focus on one thing at a time. Even though we do, we can wash clothes and, and watch TV, and watch TV. We can talk on the phone and, and, and type a paper, you know, we, but the brain is still only focusing on one thing. Okay. So how I, how I prioritize is I look at what I have. I have a calendar. I'm a planner girl. I love planning, right? So I journal, I write out what is, how is my week going to look for this week? What do I have coming up next? And then I, then with, with, with my planner, it gives me the top three. So let me write out my top three. So I have my top three that I focus on for that week again. And then that those top three, I focus on for the days ahead to get me through that week. Now, do interruptions happen? Do things happen? Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect at all. But I prioritize based off of what is important, what's going to help me grow, what's going to help me develop to be the future Marla. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But that's a lot of equity. You're putting a lot of equity into yourself and that's very valuable, you know, because you're getting a return on your own investment. Yep. People don't realize how important that is. That self-care, that downtime, that balance, whatever that balance is and prioritizing and delegating. Damn it. Let me tell you how to, let me show you how to do this. (laughs) Let me show you. Okay. (laughs) That's the best thing I can do. And you know a lot about that because you've been in the human resource environment for a long time. Right. Um, People forget too now with the great resignation, nobody wants to go back to work, girl. I don't know what they doing for money. (laughs) They camped out here on the streets, honest to God, because I don't know how they doing it, but they refuse to go back to the same brick and mortar. Organizations are seeing that to bring in talent, to bring in the labor force that they need, you got to have some sweet packages. Yeah. yeah um, and also to uh, value the employees that you have there because they're the ones that's holding the company down. Yep. You're walking a tightrope with human resources. You know, I've been there great to get the promotion and I've been there to get my pink slip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> It's, it's really, really hard. What are some of the strategies just in that environment, not particularly your job, but in that environment, what are employers saying to employees and, and what's that synchronicity about? Right. So let, you talked about, you brought it up already. So let's talk about two trends. We have the great resignation and we have quiet quitting. Right, right, right. right. So let's talk about them. So the great resignation came about as COVID hit, people started reassessing their lives and say, so you know what? I'm putting in these 40, 50, 60 hours and it's in, in one, one virus can take me out. <laughs> so oh. people are reassessing, people are reassessing, wait a minute now. Right. I'm spending time with my family. I'm not traveling. I'm not doing the things I want to do. Um, I was talking to one of my colleagues and he said that he had heard, a, he listened to a study, a nurse that did a study and she asked 100 people, they were over the age of 80, you know, what would you have changed? And you know what they said? They, they didn't say they would have spent more time with their family. That was the option number two. The number one thing that they said they would have, they wish they wouldn't have worked so hard because that took oh, away time from your family. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's where the great resignation is coming from. Because people are like, you know what? I, 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 don't have to do, I don't have to do this. It's not, and we want to blame the millennials. It's not the millennials. It's, it's everybody, especially Generation Z, right? But it's, it's my generation, our generation, you know? So I don't want to sit here and say it's just, oh, this company is working me to death, but people are realizing their value and they're realizing life is not a cliche. Life really is short. Really. We can be gone like that. We're all on this conveyor belt, right? So we don't know 
when that time is. And then here we are wishing. No one wants to be on their deathbed. Right, or they'll look in your coffin and say, oh my God. Yeah. Such a hard worker. What is that? The- but what did he ever contribute to society? Were you ever there at the ballet recital? Were you ever there what, cheering what, on the baseball what, team? What is yeah. that child going to remember about that right. dad? So exactly. Let's part, so that's part one. Part two, the other, the other trend is quiet quitting. Mm. I don't know why this is a trend, April, because quiet quitting has been around for a long time. I guess they decided to put a title on it. But people have been silently not doing their job for a long time. People have been unhappy. Right. So that has that, that's where, if you want to ask my opinion, the great resignation has come from quiet quitting. You were already in la-la land somewhere. People, how many people, and there's tons of studies. I don't have to quote them. There's tons of studies. You know how many people come to work every day and they're just a shell? Their mind is somewhere in another state of somewhere. Course, of course. So that, that's, that's that mind is at five o'clock when they go get the heck out of there, you know? It's five o'clock somewhere. And they're trying to, you know, but you, and I'm not knocking those people at all. You got some people who come in, want to do the job and, and they're great and want to stay there all night long, right? But those quiet quitters are like, again, you know what? I'm doing all this hard work. I'm not getting appreciated. No one's listening to me. Uh, I don't feel included. DNI, which happens to be, oh, but let's talk about number three. DNI, which happens to be a trend, is not a trend anymore. I just got done talking about this on my other um on my other show. It's not a trend. It never has been a trend. You should be infusing diversity, equity, and inclusion in everything you're doing. Right? Okay, but, but yeah, wait, but, but slow down a minute. Yeah. Well, diversity, I can, I can go. diversity, equity, and inclusion is great, but I don't want to be counted as a head count. I want a seat at the table. I want to be a decision maker. Yeah. I want to be a woman of color or a man of color or a millennial or, uh, you know, from the uh, gay and, and lesbian community. Yeah. It's whatever. Exactly. Class. It's not color. But, it's, but you know what? I'm going to tell you. I wouldn't right. want your job for nothing in the world because you walk on a tightrope. <laughs> you walk on a tightrope. You know, if I poop, they say I farted. If I sneeze, they say I cough. It, you know, people are so hypersensitive. And they want to, you know, they want to sue. But you know what? What I do is I make it a teachable moment. I've run into some situations, like I said, then I had to check folks. Mm-hmm. I don't do it publicly. I do it privately. I have that conversation. If I do it one or two times, it doesn't go. Then I go to human resources. But you are supposed to be the buffer. you like the police. You know, you have to be the equalizer. You know, and, and it's not hard. It, you have to protect the interests of the company because that is your employer. That's what they hire you to do. Along the same lines, you have to be fair and equitable to the individuals that come in there and make that machine run. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, it's a lot going on in that space. You've transitioned and uh, been able to edit and filter and pull some of this great learning and techniques out in starting a not-for-profit, I over teens, Inc. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yes, so let's let's back up a little bit and talk about what IO is and where this came from and where this idea came from. Yes, that is correct. IO for teens, as you can see back there. So IO stands for industrial organizational, and the, the P, which is not included in that, because it would have been IOP for teens, didn't sound right, right? Mm. So industrial organizational psychology, which is the study of human behavior in the workplace, and it is what I'm currently getting my PhD in. I am in love with the field. So people, the first question people will ask me is, well, Marla, what's the difference between IO psychology and HR? Great question. So IO psychology is actual science. It's it's approved psychology that has been approved through the AMA, American um, Psychological Association, right? APA. And um, we study the trends. We study the why behind the behavior. Human resources implement. So a prime example, the IO psychologist may come in 
to an organization or to a small business or home, wherever, and say, um, your department's having issues with the bonus structure or whatever, or something like that. Well, HR is going to implement the bonus structure. We are going to come in and understand why the behavior behind the, human, the um, bonus structure is the way it is and how can what can you do to rectify it and fix it. That's the difference between the two. So it's a beautiful field. So one day I'm driving down the road and I said, well, wait a minute. There's 25 specialization areas. How will teenagers know how to understand this field, what to do in the workplace? How will they know how to behave? What can they do to help their careers? So I came home and Googled industrial organizational psychology for teenagers, anything for teenagers. All, all that came up was college programs. So mm. voila, IO for teens. So we have created, or we're in the process of creating a curriculum for eighth through 12th grade, where we have currently finished the 11th and 12th grade curriculum. And we're going to implement this as an after-school program. Hopefully it can be an elective. We're partnering with different um, local nonprofits to get teenagers involved. And this is for any teenager. I mean, uh, we, we have, we see a lot of girls that are, that we ha have in our mix as well, but this is for any teenager because we believe that teenagers need to understand this, these principles. Because again, it's a science. That's what that's what's so unique about us. We're not just teaching regular everyday career skills. We're teaching a science that they right. can apply in their and so they can be competitive with artificial intelligence because this chat AI girl is taking over the planet. That, People that, don't that, have that, to that, think. That, you that don't sign your name anymore. You don't have to, <laughs> you know, again, you don't have to talk, you can tweet. All these <laughs> things have really changed the the yeah. uh the trajectory. Now, also, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, what you are actually teaching these young adults. What is the psychology? Can you go into that a bit? Yes, definitely. So we have, a, I, and I can't call them off, but we have a total of five classifications. One of them is called Discover Your Dream. Another one is called Don't Get Caught Up. Another one is called um, Different Places, Different Faces. And what we did is we took, so remember I said there's 25 special, there's 25 specialization areas in psycho, IO psychology. Mm -hmm. So those, some of those specialization areas are HR practices, legal, compliance, DEI, career coaching, leadership. So a teenager's not going to understand that. So we took those titles and broke them down into five classifications. And within each classification, there are modules in between that to what this, as to what we've broken it down and teaching it on their level so they can understand. Oh, so example, like the don't get caught up um, um, classification, that right. module includes the HR compliance and the social media and what you should right. and should do, <laughs> right? Absolutely. They need to understand that. So we're teaching them the principles based off of each one of the classifications and each one of the modules from the 25 that we broke down. Wow. So yeah. let me let me hear a little bit about your team. Who we brought on to uh, help you construct this? Oh my gosh. So I, you can't do anything without a team, right? I hate when people say they're self-made because nobody's self-made. You gotta have a team. So I have my CFO, Dr. Jamila Donald. She is um, helping to run, help run a lot of stuff. I also have a wonderful cousin of mine, Erin Kendrick. She's also an artist here locally in Jacksonville, Florida. She's helping us with curriculum design. I also have another one of my cousins. I have a, I have a lot of family involved. <laughs> another one, um, Monica Alberti. She's helping a lot with curriculum design. Um, and then I also have my daughter-in-law. She's helping us do with our content creation as far as social media. She does a lot of wow. social media and she does an amazing job. We will be hiring on. So as far as board members, it's just me and Dr. Jamila. Um, but um we will be looking to add on more board members in the future. Like I said, we're just starting this brand new, started back in August. Well, it's got to start somewhere. Team. I have a strong team. I have a okay. strong team. And we're, and we're rolling. We are rolling. We were talking about uh, sustainability and long-term. Mm -hmm. You know, now you're grassroots and you're starting from the ground up. Mm -hmm. 
you know, this is an information superhighway and you do have a niche. But drawing people to that niche, uh, getting fundraiser, uh, fundraising, getting angel funders, getting in-kind donations, all of this all is very competitive. Stuff. It's very yeah. competitive right now. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the people that you're targeting? Who are some of the people that have a buy-in, stakeholders into what you're doing outside of the board member? Such a great question. So we're looking at um, after-school programs. Homeschool would be a huge market for us. Homeschools will be, we haven't tapped it quite yet, but because we're working on a lot of local after school programs, but homeschool will be a huge market for us, as well as uh, anyone that, will, that, teachers, teachers will be a big, huge market for us because we want one, one of our objectives outside of creating the curriculum. Another objective is we're going to create a teacher certification because we can't teach the, the curriculum forever, right? We need to be able to certify teachers to go out and teach the curriculum so they can have it. Our ultimate goal, we would love to see you said the after-school curriculum? Yeah, so yeah, after-school curriculum. Um, and one one thing that we would love to see is we would love to see this as an elective in, in high school. You know, this could be a, an mm-hmm. elective coming up soon. But we can, the, the, our, our content, our program curriculum is so robust. It can literally, literally, it could be its own little high school, really. Really, <laughs> and another thing, it could, be a template. it could be a template for other schools, even alternative yeah. schools. Yeah. You know, brains, yeah. all kids are not going to go to college. Newsflash. Yeah. Nope. Oh, and that's well, why we have two. Com- I'm glad you brought that up. We have two funds. We have one community fund, which is for just for that to help folks in the in the community to help teens to move forward with their careers. And we have another. We have a scholarship fund for those who do want to go to school. Because our job is to not tell your teenagers to go to school. That's exactly. that decision. And there's some I'm very viable and right. sustainable careers. What happened to the plumber, the they, electrician, they, the they, butcher, the engineer, all of those things, right? Yeah. All of those things are very viable careers and everybody's not cut out to do uh, academia, you exactly. know, get that. Perfect. But you want to provide them options and choices to produce excellence in whatever they do. Exactly. If you are running your own business, a photography studio, you want to know from A to Z, what's proper, you may need to hire some people. Mm-hmm. You may get caught up in a lawsuit, you never know. But to have this information caught up. is so, exactly, <laughs> exactly, it's so important. So let's talk about some of the fun things that you do there in Marla, uh, Marla, in your community. Tell me some of the activities that you do. Oh my God, I'm so involved in the community, it's crazy. So I am a longstanding member of the Junior League. I've uh, been with the Junior League of Jacksonville seven, I don't even know, seven, eight years. I, I, I really don't even know, I think seven years. Um, so love doing that. I have been a mentor for multiple years. I've, I've also tutored at the Jacksonville Women's Center here in Jacksonville, um, uh, over on the other side of town there. I have, I do tons of volunteering through the junior leagues. We have different volunteer opportunities. I have uh, do volunteering through other organizations as well. I'm always out doing something within my own business. I have a coaching business that'd be 10 years old, April 1st. Within my own business, I had a three-year going women's uh, conference called Imagine, which is an acronym for I'm Awesome Growing Excellence. And my whole purpose for that, I had one purpose for that conference, is to give other women in the community a platform to speak. That's it. It wasn't about me. I didn't even speak. I mean, I spoke. I wasn't one of the speakers at the conference. It was for the it was for the women. And so people keep asking me when is that conference coming back? But people don't know. It takes a lot to put on a conference. Girl, please. Um, Please, they want you to do all of this stuff, but then you need <laughs> volunteers and, yeah, it takes and a lot. you need oh. the buy-in. You need the buy-in. So if you have a beautiful venue that you want to donate yeah. and yeah. if you can get people to donate, see, that's mm-hmm. what I do uh, mm-hmm. for nonprofit organizations because I found that it the uh, events end up being my event. 
Mm-hmm. So now I give you a block of hours. Yeah. I give you 120 hours, I give you 80 hours. When them is exhausted, they exhausted. However, yeah. you want me to do that. Uh, <laughs> right. It's good. But it's uh, if you had three wishes, mm. what would they be? Oh, well, the first wish, of course, which I think everyone's going to say, I would wish for more wishes, right? <laughs> um, the second wish, I, you know, I really would like. I know it's a lot. I'm a, I'm a, I have a big, I have BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. So okay. I think my second wish would be for me to just do what I'm doing 100% of the time, mm-hmm. uh, running my businesses, teaching people, uh, philanthropists. I, I want to give. I want to be right. on that Warren Buffett level. You know what I'm saying? Just philanthropists helping my community, helping my city, helping. I, I love my city. I love what we do here. I, I, I love. I love helping teens. I love helping adults. I love coaching women. I love coaching men. You know, everyone, not just, you know, everyone, whatever, whoever, whatever you identify as. So that would be the second one. And I think the third one is I would just cruise as much as I possibly could. I'm a cruiser. I know we were talking about that. What's been one of your favorite cruises? Oh my goodness. So um, I have to say, so I cruised on Royal Caribbean and uh, Carnival. I cruise on Carnival the most, but I have to say on Royal Caribbean, we went to Labadee, Haiti. And I love to learn about cultures mm-hmm. and different people, how different people live. And even though Labadee is owned by Royal Caribbean, um, but the people there, the learning the cultures, learning how they- now, Where is that? I've never, I've been on Royal Caribbean, but I've never heard of, you said Labadee, Labadee, Haiti. Lab, it's L-A-B-E. B-E-D-E-E, I think, Labadee, Haiti, and um, and learning how they celebrate life, how they celebrate death, how they, it was just, it was just an amazing uh, uh, undertaking. I, okay. I, I really, I really love that. All, right. all, all the cruises, I love them. I love, I love them all. <laughs> no. What makes you laugh? Oh my gosh. You know, one thing, I, this is such a great question. I love to laugh. I will, you'll find me always laughing, always smiling. I love, I love going to a great comedy show. So, I think even people, people have asked me, Marla, why haven't I done stand-up? No, I'm just naturally funny. I can't mm-hmm. go and write a joke and be on script. I can't do that. <laughs> not I, not I. But I I just enjoy life. I, I I truly enjoy life. Yes, do I have downs and issues? I, sure. I, I, sure, I sure do. When, you, when but, you're down, honey, that's what I say. That's when you recharge it. Because yeah, I, yeah. I can't be, again, happy and on hype 100% of the time. Right. That's too so much work. Sometimes people think that. It, it, Sometimes yeah, I just need to just level that. out. Yeah, just chill. I don't need yeah. to be doing a whole lot. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to be doing yeah, a whole lot. It does. It irks me when people think that. Like, you're just, I mean, no, I'm not always hyper. I mean, I am a happy, happy go person, but I have my moments. I have tons of them, you wow. know, tons of them. You know, I'm a human being. I'm not a machine, but it doesn't mean it's going to dictate my life. Right. You know, I'm a believer in the law of attraction, you know, so I'm always manifesting greatness in my life. You yes, know, so and speaking into fruition every single time. I'm not a pessimist. I'm an optim- optimistic person. Absolutely. You know, so that's just that's just how I think. Everyone doesn't have to think the way I think. It's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, <laughs> what appliance would you be, and why? Oh, that's a good one. Let me think. You know, so number one, I don't like to cook, so I, I, I'm not in my kitchen a lot. Okay. So if I had to be an appliance, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe a microwave because they get things done. Yeah. Maybe they get things done. They get things done quicker, and and it's and it's it's convenient. Really, I, I like want to be. I want to be the spice grinder. 
Ah, yeah. I think about that one. Seagull yes, yes, girl, that's what I want. Jim was kicking up a notch. Absolutely. <laughs> Who would you tell a 25-year-old? Gosh, I would tell her, girl, stop buying them during you should have stopped buying all those during CDs when you was in the Navy. Because back then CDs was a thing and DVDs was a thing. Stop buying all those during CDs and DVDs. But you know, mine would have been purses. Mine would have been right. her purses too. Purses. I got a lot of those now. But I would have told her outside of telling her. I would have told her, "You, you, you all right? It's gonna be okay. It's okay." You know, I was. I had my son by then. He was uh, what uh, five, four or five by then. Um, it's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna okay. be all right. Tell us about your life in the Navy. Oh gosh, I did three year stint in the Navy, um, got out um, due to reasons, um, but um, it was lovely. I That's where I, that's where I learned my supervision uh, skills at. I was a ship store supervisor. So you put an 18 year old in a supervisory role, you're gonna learn real quick how to lead people. And so I was a nighttime supervisor when we went out to sea. Um, unfortunately, I did not make the Mediterranean cruise, the Med cruise, but I did go to Canada, Nova Scotia, Canada, and I loved oh, it. Oh, I know. Um, I I am grateful for my military time, and I I have worked with veterans. I still work with veterans. Um, I'm a, I'm a pr- I'm proud to be a veteran myself, and I wouldn't change anything about it, even though things happen that you know I care not to talk about. But um, I uh, I'm grateful for my time in the military. Well, you know what I did yesterday. I was at a documentary for the six triple eight, six triple eight troop of women. Okay. uh, Women of color. And, and, uh, that were in the second world war and went to Germany. No, went to London to support the mail girl. It was the best documentary. I learned so much about history. Uh, I learned about all of the, the treatment and, and lack thereof. And still, the disparity, but when you're a sailor, you strip all that gender, emotion, all that. You are a mechanical animal. You belong to the system, but you were able to get out and you know use all those skills to create two great programs. One, your corporate gig, and then secondly, this great eye over teens. I'm looking so forward to hearing more about you, um, how you guys are going to be self-sustainable, what you're yeah. going to invent, what you're going to make. Yeah. Uh, these young kids are going to get their own. Um, Win Generation Farm, and I'm gonna help you support support you in that effort because I think really the kids that focus on STEM are, yeah. you know, are our future. Yeah, yeah. And girls really need to get involved in mathematics and engineering, yeah. and again, the mechanics of how things work. And you're gonna be a great teacher. Thank you so much, uh, Marla, for being on the end. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you uh, and how to get more information over I over Teens. Thank you so much. Um, this is amazing, April. Yes, definitely. So www.ioforteens.org. Please go out there. Please sign up for our email list. You'll get a free download, of course. Make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms. Um, it's IO for Teens. If you just type in IO for Teens, you should come up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, please follow us on our YouTube channel. I think it's IO for Teens 1 on our YouTube channel. For me, if you want to um, email me, you can email me for my coaching services, contact at truthspeakscoaching.com. Contact at truthspeakscoaching.com. I would love to help you harmonize, not balance. I'm not going to be balanced, nothing. I'm going to have you harmonize your life. I am, I am 100% confident in my ability to do that. And um, yeah, reach out to me, con- contact me, follow us, uh, support, support, go out and support us. We cannot do a nonprofit without, without your do- donations. Absolutely. So please. Time, energy, money, money is energy, yeah. brains. I tell you that all yeah. the time. 
yes. your resources. Uh, maybe you have a space. Maybe you have a field trip that yes. you can offer. You know, yes. some coaching for some parents. Please, you know, contact. <laughs> all right, reach out. Thank you so much. Before. All right, thank you. Thank you. Brains, go in and like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Three times a charm. Like, love, share, and subscribe. All right, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much, Marla. Bye.